Welcome to Conversations on the Move by the NUS PSS podcast team. I am Beverly and I'm Joey and let's get rolling. Hey, let me tell you something funny, Joey. Hmm? So recently, you know we have the SU decoration exercise. Uh-huh. My friend missed the deadline, you know. He oh, actually no. had a few things that he needed to ask you. It was quite serious. I was just laughing at him. It's, it's ridiculous. Beth, that's such a low EQ thing to do. Why is it low EQ? Friends always laugh at each other, what? Hi, today we'll be talking about emotional intelligence, EI, or often referred as EQ. So I think before we start, right, Bev, we have to like, define what emotional intelligence is. So in essence, emotional intelligence is the ability to recognize your own emotions, understand what they are telling you, and realize how your emotions affect the people around you. It also involves your perception of others. So when you understand how they feel, right, this allows you to manage relationships more effectively. Wow, that sounds like a mouthful. <laughs> it <laughs> yes, really is. The definitions are usually uh, yeah, very proper. But I think everyone can relate to how EQ is important to us. Like whether we go for job interviews and all that. The soft skills that bosses are looking for now is always about how you interact with people, how you work in teams, etc. I think also with like um, school, uh, it's very necessary to be able to relate to people. If not like... Teamwork, how you're going to find right? people. Yeah. yeah and, and if not, you're going to have quite a lonely uh, uni life, etc. Mm. etc. Et <laughs> and then even in the workplace, being able to relate to your uh, bosses and your subordinates, I think there's a lot to learn in this area. Yeah. And I think especially being peer supporters, right, we'll have to have high EQ at least to be able to connect with others and be able to relate and help them, guide them through their emotions. And that's why we hope to explore in this episode a little more on uh, what EQ entails and talk a little more on emotions. Mm -hmm. And just now, as Joey mentioned about PSS, Mm. as being a peer student supporter, one important skill is definitely empathy. Yes. And I feel that it is very necessary that we can relate to another person, understand what they're going through, and not just look at the surface of the the matter. Mm. What do you think empathy involves? Loaded question. (laughs) I think empathy... So maybe like... If we haven't addressed it in other episodes, like empathy and sympathy, like what's the difference between Mm. empathy and sympathy, right? I think to me, sympathy is feeling bad for a person. Mm. Yeah, and empathy is not just feeling bad. You can feel happy with a person, you can feel bad for a person, but it's not really feeling bad for the person, but rather you feel what that person is feeling in a particular situation. Mm. So you'll be able to relate to that person well. Mm. Yeah. Other than being a peer student supporter, I think like... um, before like I got in into all this like mental health, um, in this world of mental health, like how important mental health is, right? I have always been there for my friend emotionally mm. in some sense. And I felt that like, you know, to me, like empathy was very natural. Mm. But then it's not always the case for everyone, you know. Like some people oh then then that comes the question, right? Whether EQ is innate or not. Oh right? yes, okay. Like <laughs> it's always the nature and nurture questions yeah. that always throw me off. What do you think? I think to some sense, having empathy is innate. Mm. But like, like you know, some people are more empathic than others. It's like some, it's to, to some people, it feels more natural 
than others. But like, it's not the case that you cannot learn how to be empathic. Mm. Mm. Or EQ in general, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. I think it's definitely no excuse to say I'm born this way and I cannot learn. Yeah. As long as we put in effort, um, maybe a bit harder for some people, but as long as we put in effort, there is um, that opportunity for us to understand people better and manage our emotions better as well. Mm-hmm. Which also brings me to um, how with empathy or with better understanding of your own emotions and other people's emotions, it helps you to build deeper connections. I totally agree with that, you know, especially staying on campus, right? Mm-hmm. We always have the late night HD talks. That's definitely when we, like, where all the bonding starts. Don't you agree? Yeah. And if you're not able to relate to the story, like someone tells you something and you're like, oh, will you tell me this for what? Then definitely you will miss out on the whole uh, understanding of each other's struggles and all that and mm-hmm. that bonding as you mentioned. Yeah, I think um, also building deeper connections, a lot of times requires a lot of trust as well. Mm. Um, I think in one of the previous episodes, we talk about vulnerability mm. and how showing of emotions may not be something that this society um, encourages, mm. but they always ask us to, to put on a strong front and it results in people not sharing and opening up about their emotions. But later, as we will see, um, when we open up, that is when we are able to properly regulate our emotions Mm -hmm. and manage our emotions and Mm. thus control some negative emotions. Yeah, so this next question that we have is, should we mask negative emotions? Mask negative emotions. I think, I think like being growing up in an Asian society, I've always, I've been always told like, oh, you shouldn't show that you're angry because if you're angry to like example an other, then you're showing disrespect, or like if you cannot show that you're sad, you must be like hold it together and make sure like you're happy and stuff like that in front of others. Yes, actually, I went for this lecture before before mm. the whole COVID situation and in, in person lecture, this prof actually said, um, those who are talking in, in lecture, is, you're actually disturbing your friends. Mm. Your friends, given this kind of society and this kind of culture, won't tell you right in your face. But when they go home on the whatever <laughs> website, they will start flaming you. And I thought that was a very apt description mm. of our society. It's true, we cannot tell people in their face what we are unhappy about or what we need them to change Mm. but instead we flame them behind social media and all that yeah and therefore of course we mask negative emotions to the extent that we can protect or help other people Mm. um like they don't feel our wrath or we don't lose our temper unnecessarily Mm. but Mm. if we necessarily need to tell them something i think it is important that we show those negative emotions or convey Mm. in a you know sensible manner yeah i think talking about like masking negative emotions right comes the topic of toxic positivity Mm. i don't know if you know what toxic positivity is but basically toxic positivity is the act of ignoring negative emotions and showing positive emotions instead so it's the example you feel in interview right and then your friend says it's okay lah you'll do better next time when in reality right there's no not much of a chance for next time right like if someone Mm. rejects you you they won't like say yes to you anymore Oh, actually, toxic positivity, is it like that movie, Inside Out? That's yes, what yes, exactly, exactly. So, I don't know if y'all, if y'all watched Inside Out in the first place, or if y'all know Inside Out, maybe if you, you remember this scene about how Bing Bong, you know, the elephant toy thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was Riley's imaginary friend or something. Basically, he lost his rocket into the pit of being forgotten. 
Okay. So basically, Riley is slowly forgetting Bing Bong. Okay. Yes, this Bing Bong thing. And then, um, what Joy did was, hey, it's okay, chill out. We'll be able to fix it. Let's just go find a train station or something like that. And that's actually like, perpetuating toxic positivity, right? If you think about it. Because she said, it's okay, we'll be able to fix it. When in reality, you can't really fix something that has been forgotten. So what then should we do? Like, I think that would be what sadness yeah, in the so story it was, show did. It was actually like the perfect example of being empathic. Oh. So basically what sadness did was he sat beside Bing Bong and then he was like, it must be really hard for you, right? Since you've been friends with Riley for so many years and then just like that, you're forgotten. And then they reminisced their mm. like, good times together with Riley. And then Bing Bong like, took that time to process his grief. He cried, then he hugged sadness. Mm. And then Joy was behind thinking like, oh, this wouldn't work. Like, you're just making him sadder. Yes. But in reality, that was what Bing Bong needed. And then he was able, then able to direct them to where the train station was. Mm. Yeah, so really empathy is about letting someone process their grief like you know it's not always the case when I'm renting to someone right it's not always the case that I want a solution mm-hmm. it's like I want us I want someone to listen to me because I have all these like feelings inside me that's gonna explode out I agree it's like you want someone to uh, be there walking through the yes, struggle yes. with you uh, rather they're mentally support mm. you right from the example of sadness actually they are talking about Sadness. <laughs> yeah, uh, they are talking about <laughs> a so-called negative emotion very openly, mm. and that allowed Bing Bong to heal. Mm. So masking negative emotions also the another con of it will be to uh, be unable to heal from mm. that whatever uh, trauma or pain. Pain they have. Yeah, I think like throughout the movie, it was like joy trying to tell sadness like no you shouldn't do this and no you shouldn't do that oh their core memory shouldn't be sadness it should be joy and stuff like that but in reality actually it could, you could be experiencing mixed feelings like you could experience you could be happy that you're graduating but also scared that there was, there's no the job market is really bad for you right now then how then should we handle these emotions whether um, yeah whether it's happiness um, or negative emotions like anger and sadness, sadness or, I think for me personally like example I'm angry about bad grade really it's not about someone telling me oh it's okay lah you can redo the mod or you do better next time when there's really no you, you didn't fail so you can't do better next time and you can't redo a mod exactly right mm. it's really just like listening to me being angry at myself for doing so badly Mm. Will you give the listeners any like suggestions of how to manage anger? I think everyone has their own coping mechanism in some sense. Some people like to throw things at walls, like you know, you take oh, like yes. a few soft and you throw <laughs> yes. things at walls, right? Yes, or like like me, like they like to rent, or like maybe they go to social media and then they start renting mm. as well. I think some people also like to run. I mm. think keeping yourself uh, doing some activity and put your mind away from the matter that either makes you very sad or makes you very angry um, allows you to refocus, allows you to get yourself back, like kind of stabilize yourself or so. Mm. And I think with all the other kinds of like mental health um, coping techniques, mm. right? Like journaling and all that. Mm. I think definitely it can also be applied in this area of... Um, managing and handling these negative emotions. What about you, Beth? What do you do? Okay, so I did something very uh, 
how to say it was not productive mm. but I think I was young and you know it's like the puberty period where you're growing up so mm. actually what I did before was to punch the wall and it's <laughs> definitely not advisable you are transferring the pain from one place to another but it doesn't heal anything mm. so now what I do is to quiet myself down I like to ask myself rationalizing questions like basically rationalize mm. it out ask mm. myself what exactly am I sad or angry about because mm. when I go to the root then more likely that I'm able to find a concrete solution to mm. face my problems. I think for yeah. me, like, especially when I'm sad, right? Like, I don't like to rationalise my sadness or anger at first. I like to feel it first. Oh, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for me, when I'm sad, right, I can go two ways. I can want to, like, not feel sad anymore. So, I'll take, like, a long, hot shower and try to forget whatever that's making me sad. Or I will make myself feel sadder by like playing like a playlist of sad songs. Oh yeah, but that's yeah. not advisable, <laughs> right? I mean, whatever helps you process okay, your emotions, true. right? Like, or like I'll purposely like go watch sad movies or cry mm. out. I feel like crying is a really good strategy in my opinion because it's like de-stressing. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... Okay, then there's also the issue between uh, males not being able to cry out mm. loud. I think it's a very societal expectation mm. thing. But I think we need to address that, you know, we need to take necessary steps to cope with whatever emotions and not let uh, certain society expectations affect how we manage our emotions. Mm. There is no need to put on a brave fund for every... I mean, forever, because there is a need for us to be vulnerable, to connect with one another and to learn from mm. that experience. Yeah, I think with this, we can introduce our next episode, which will focus more on uh, emotions. So stay tuned and uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.